on the crosstalk on WIZ. And boy, I really made one listener angry by uh, uh, by talking with Donald Trump Jr. because uh, because Donald Trump Jr. and the rest of his family are grifters. And I can't believe that anyone would vote for that family of grifters. And so I uh, texted them. So uh, Joe Biden is the answer. Joe Biden and his family are grifters. There is no way that either of those families in charge of America will make anything better. How come uh, Republicans talk about Democrats raising the deficit, but under Donald Trump, the deficit has skyrocketed. It's totally his fault. John Kasich, apparently, is the answer. Uh, Dr. Joe Heim, thanks for talking with us this morning. Apparently, Democrats have put all their eggs in the wrong basket. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. John Casey. Yeah, that, I, I don't know enough uh, about him. There is, you know, not to be really snotty about this, but uh, it does. You and I both know that when people go to Washington, when they come back, they're not poor. They somehow seem to work to amass uh, enough, oh, yeah. uh, enough things to retire on, despite well, and their salaries being 150000 or so. Is that in part because there's, there isn't a great deal of things they have to pay for? We, we occasionally hear a, a senator or a congressman cry that uh, he doesn't make enough money to have two houses, one in Washington and one back in the district where his family lives, Uh but other than that, I don't. Uh, I haven't heard of uh, very many expenses that politicians can't afford. In I mean, you, never mind the. I, I imagine the per diems that are offered to uh, Washington D.C. politicians are considerably better than those offered to the uh, Madison uh, politicians, and they do pretty well with gas mileage and 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 lunch money and all the rest of that. Yeah, when you're uh, when you're passing a budget worth uh, you know three to four trillion dollars, you could slip in a few million for uh, for Congress, and uh, so they don't uh, they don't starve. I think they uh, they seem to you know nobody gets away in real skinny, Mike. <laughs> you know? Right. You know, I I got to tell you, some of the congressmen and senators do sleep in their offices. I've always wondered about that. Well, and you know, I they're only so poor. Yeah, I I heard that uh, was Trump or somebody wanted to outlaw that. To uh, to stop uh, politicians from saving money and sleeping in their room, in their uh, offices. Huh. Yeah, I read that too, Mike. I'm not sure what the basis of it was, but uh, they were apparently going to pass some rule that uh, you had to get a hotel or an apartment yeah, or whatever. The, uh, the the hotel lobby or the apartment lobby. <laughs> <laughs> we're losing out on all this lucrative rent if politicians are sleeping in their office. So what what was your overall take of? Last night, sounds like you watched the convention from a, a bunch of different uh, directions uh, because uh, stations covered it differently. There wasn't uh, the typical gavel-to-gavel with reports on the floor uh, because there was no floor. In, in some ways, Mike, uh, it was actually more uh, uh, entertaining because they, uh, it, the focus was more on what people were saying, and they had some very interesting videos in between, made it kind of fun to watch. Uh, there was, but what was missing, of course, was a lot of crowd interaction. You know, typically when you give a speech, you you get interrupted a thousand times by clapping and all that. So you didn't have any of that. You could actually focus on what they were saying. Uh, but different stations covered it quite differently. I was surprised. I was watching one station, and it was basically the entire. You know, if you had put a camera on the on the the, uh, the speakers, that's all you saw. Other stations were interjecting, and if they didn't like who the speaker was or they didn't want to listen to him, they would have their panelist call. You know how that goes with uh, the uh, the cable channels, especially. And they'll have a panel saying, "Well, what did you think about uh, 
Bernie Sanders' speech, or you know, how'd you feel about Michelle? I mean, so there it was quite a variety. I was surprised, frankly, but it was overall, I'd, I'd say it was better than expected. Better I'd, than I'd, if I had to give it a grade, I would say I'd give it a B, considering it was a first shot at something like this. Sure. All right. Well, and we'll have another couple of nights. Can you imagine by the end of the week it will be A? Will they get it right? Uh, Whatever no. happened, you know, there. No. I don't recall reading that there were any glitches. No, there was there was some videos that didn't work real well. Uh, they had one that had uh, 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 Joe Biden talking to five different TV screens. Oh, uh, right. I think it was about uh, uh, racial justice and things like that. I didn't think that did well at all. Other ones, uh, the introduction, by the way, was a total. You know, I was expecting somebody to come out and say, well, welcome to the convention, blah, blah, blah. Instead, they had uh, speakers, uh, not speakers, but they had singers. Uh, they had, uh, I think, kids doing uh, the national anthem. Uh, it was actually pretty, you know, pretty glitzy. But it was Hollywood. Well it was pretty Hollywood. Yeah, it was a little bit on the Hollywood side. Yeah, it, uh, it actually was entertaining uh, overall. Uh, they did run over. Of course they did. Uh, you know, the, uh, I, I was expecting it to you know, be exact two hours, and it turned out to be about you know, almost two hours, 20 minutes or so. But it was uh, overall, I'd say uh, it was better than expected. Uh, but typically the conventions, uh, they were a little, it was a little disjointed because you have different speakers talking about different themes, uh, I, the one thing that maybe I was looking for was a little bit of an agenda. You know, what if the Democrats won, what are they going to do the next four years? That was not in there anywhere. Most of it was uh, anti-Trump, uh, talking about the postal delivery service, uh, racial justice, COVID. Uh, but uh, maybe, maybe they are going to do the agenda later in the week. Well, I guess we'll see. Well, and uh, so and tonight... I guess the uh, the big speaker or the big interest will be uh, AOC's conversation. She's going to make a presentation tonight. Yes, I, I do. I did catch one last night. Uh, apparently, John Kasich. Uh, you know, that was one of the major themes. You know, had Republicans talking about uh, why we need a change, and that you know, former Governor John Kasich was kind of interesting because of that. But apparently, during the day, he said something about AOC is not the future of the Democratic Party. Well, uh-huh. she didn't like that. She didn't like that too well, apparently. So she was blasting away at John Kasich. But I guess that's the way it is. I, well, I, I I'm not a fan of hers. Well, Sorry. there's. I, I'm not sure that any people that are fans of hers are just fans of her. Maybe not anything that she has to say about the future of America, because uh, anybody that drives a car is going to be walking uh, if uh, if she becomes uh, even more powerful. <laughs> well, we'll see. I was also. A bit surprised about uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, I really thought that he would uh, light some fires. That didn't turn out to be the case either. Uh, well, he was a little bit better. I'd say four years ago, his support for Hillary Clinton was, to be blunt, uh, lukewarm at best. <clears throat> a fair number of his own uh, supporters in uh, November of uh, 2016 stayed home, or they voted for uh, Trump. But basically most of them stayed home, or at least a lot of them stayed home. Last night, I thought he was pushing a little bit better, stronger, unite the party, uh, that uh, he was more or less saying uh, that we have to remove, quote, the most dangerous president in our history. So I I thought he came across pretty well. And uh, clearly, he has pulled uh, the Democratic Party further to the left, and I I don't think there's any doubt about that. 
it's a real kind of question whether or not uh, Joe Biden's going to go along. But he identified and he said, well, you know, I don't agree with everything that uh, Joe Biden says. So, I, you know, overall, it was a reflection of uh, the fact that the Democratic Party is not united behind everything. Well, and that it shouldn't be. Shouldn't there always be somebody with a sharp elbow poking just to make sure that all bases are covered and everybody gets talked with? Oh, yeah. There, there used to be an old line, uh, when the Democrats gathered together uh, to shoot their enemies, they form a circle. I did not <laughs> invent that line, by the way. But, uh, That's they, pretty they funny. They seem a little more united because they've got a Republican president who they... I think they're united behind not liking, and that's, well, uh, that's pretty clear. 